All right, so we're going to start talking about the Walking Dead season finale. Um, if you haven't listened, skip ahead to... I don't know yet because I haven't edited it, but I'll edit it. <laughs> can you make it like really bad edit, like uh, when the people edit the words out, like clearly someone else's voice? <laughs> you can say it. Yeah. Uh, please skip to... 42 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 57 seconds. Yeah. Hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode 18. I'm Michael. As always, here with my good friend and co-host, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey, how's it going? It's going well, thanks. And uh, unfortunately, Moy couldn't make it this week. So this week, we have a special guest, um, Jason's friend, Arnab. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Not much. I am uh, subbing in for Moy uh, because she doesn't care enough about this podcast to make it a priority in her life. <laughs> wow. That's right off the bat. Shots fired. <laughs> You've never even met Moy. No, I haven't. <laughs> That's pretty... Uh, okay. I like it. <laughs> I feel like I know her through the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, I vetted for you, by the way, so uh, don't make me look bad. Okay. Wait, so how do you guys know each other? So Jason and I went to uh, law school together at USC, and he was my uh, next-door uh, dorm mate, or whatever that's called, my next-door neighbor in the uh, law school dorms first year. Is that how you make all your friends, Jason? Why? Do I have a lot of friends that are, like, roommates with me? Or, like, dorm mates with me? I feel like, yeah, that's, like, a majority of our friends. Well, when you don't have that many friends, then yes, I guess uh, that is how I meet <laughs> the majority of them. Thanks, Mike. No problem, buddy. Anytime. <laughs> It's a small sample size. That's true. <laughs> All right, so what's going on this week? I don't think we have any follow-up this week, do we? None? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to look through. Well, Jason, didn't you uh, buy a, a new computer? I did buy a new computer. Um, basically, I was debating getting a computer. Uh, I, I don't have a, a laptop. I haven't had one for several years. I, I guess I, I have a Chromebook, or I had a Chromebook before I sold it. Um so I was kind of debating it for the past couple of weeks, and I eventually said, no, I don't need one right now. I'll wait. But then I was like on Craigslist, and I saw some guy selling the uh, newest MacBook Air or MacBook Pro um, for somewhat of a discount. And so uh, I kind of jumped on that, and I, I got that. This is like the Apple Watch all over again, where you're, oh, no, I'm not going to get it. I'm not yeah. going to get it. Yeah, I feel like if, uh, if Moy was here, she'd be like, Jason, thinking about it and then buying it again. Yeah, I tend to do this. I mean, if you, for those of you that don't know me, I guess, like I'll, I'll think a lot about a purchase and I'll be like, you know, oh, I'm in and then I'm not in and then I'm in and then I'm not in and then, you know, it kind of very impulsive. I'm probably like Apple's uh, dream case. <laughs> I feel like we had like a pretty good like text thread about this too, about how you're going to wait for the next one or not. Well, buy you, it. that's what you're doing, right? You're waiting for the next one. I'm going to wait for the next one. So the next Mac Pro or? Yeah, when they move to their their new chipset, Skylake, I think that'll be a little bit more like it'll be more of a difference in terms of you know processing power. So this one is Intel's Broadwell chip, right? It's Broadwell, yeah. So it's a minor upgrade comparatively. And then like the but Broadwell was delayed, and that's why like these laptops were rumored to come out sometime maybe like last fall, but they kind of got pushed to early 2015. And then Skylake is what coming out supposedly end of later this year. It's supposed to come out later this year. Are we talking like summer or like fall winter? I I mean I think they would unless it's delayed. Um, I think it's supposed to be near the end of summer. So I don't know if you heard like on Accidental Tech podcast, but um, 
they, a couple of weeks ago they were they were mentioning rumors, possible rumors that like Skylake would be pushed back, uh, but not necessarily because it was delayed, but because Intel wanted to kind of space out because Broadwell was uh, is that actually Skywell Skylake? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, because they wanted to space out their products. Which makes a little bit of sense to me. So, like, I don't know, you're banking on them updating the uh, the 13-inch MacBook Pro again later this year, right? Yeah, and also I'm not in that much of a rush if it does get delayed because I have my my Retina MacBook Pro. Which one do you have? How, how old is that one? It's the first 15-inch Retina MacBook Pro from, like, June 2012. Oh, okay. So my yeah, warranty, I- my Apple Care is about to run out. So I, it's actually getting serviced right now at the Apple Store. Gotcha. I mean, so I don't need a laptop right now either, and so I could have waited, but then I was like, well, what if it gets pushed back again and it's not coming out until next year? Like, any laptop is good enough for me. Like, I'm also, like, I'm not super demanding with my laptops. I think the one thing that I do want is um, I kind of briefly consider getting, a like, a MacBook Air just because it's cheaper and I don't really need that much for my laptops, but I can't I can't go back to a non-retina screen. It just looks so bad. Yeah, that's big. I can't do it. So I need any computer. So I'm actually... I, I don't know. Like that 12-inch MacBook that has the Retina screen is is kind of tempting. We'll see how the performance is on that thing. But I basically just want anything with a Retina screen. So, so Jason, I actually talked to you about this. I'm in the market for a laptop. Also, I have a a seven-year-old PC, and That's I seven tra- years old. Yeah, I got Holy it crap. after uh, we graduated law school. Okay, uh, and I. Um, I travel a lot for work. Not a lot. Probably like two, three times a month. I'll you know take a trip, and it's it's you know it's heavy and it's bulky. So I'm looking for something in the um, you know air slash new MacBook kind of uh, realm. Um, and Michael Jason last time suggested getting the uh, the 2000 I, what it was a 2012 11 inch uh, MacBook Air as the best kind of bang for your buck at this point. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, 2012, maybe maybe last year's 11-inch MacBook Air. Okay. But w- what are your thoughts on as far as what what's the right uh, MacBook for me to get? Because I mainly need it for work, which is word processing and Excel. So Are you, are you going uh, – you have a PC right now, right? Yes. Are you thinking about going to the Mac or would you want to get another PC? I'm I'm open to going to the Mac, but i you know I'm not also wedded to going to a Mac. So okay, I mean I really like the the Surface Pro three for Windows. Okay. Um, I mean I've had some time to use it, and it's like it's a great it's a great PC. Um, but I think yeah, Mac value wise, I think the outgoing MacBook Air is probably uh probably your best bang for your buck if you can stand the the non Retina screen, unlike Jason. Yeah, well, so- I've been spoiled by having a Retina screen, so. Well, you haven't been spoiled, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I feel like that's like the, the key, right? So um, if you want to go Mac and you just sort of cost conscious and you just want something that's like performs well uh, and you don't worry about the retina screen, like just getting a MacBook Air, like maybe 13 inch if you want ultra portability, the 11 inch, um, that's probably your best bet. But that's because your eyes haven't kind of been spoiled, right? But once you go Retina, you can't go back. So yeah, so for your untainted yeah. eyes, you can use, uh, you can go to like Best Buy and get, or you can go to like the post office and get a mover's coupon. Uh-huh. And they have usually a 10% coupon off of uh, anything at Best Buy. And then Best Buy usually runs like some good clearance deals on any of the outgoing models. So you can usually stack the two. Um, and then if you find like an open box deal, you can get an even better deal. 
Nice. Yeah, we are not advocating fraud. You should move first. Oh, yeah. Make and sure then you should moving. get the, uh, yeah. yeah, move first and then uh, get an upgraded department. And then, uh, yeah, then then it all works out. Then you save $100. But I just bought this condo. No, no, no. Well, no but you'll save $100. Well, that's, that's close enough. <laughs> all you got to do is move. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I moved relatively recently, like a year ago. <laughs> I think okay. that's fair then. You should just ask them for a, for the moving packet. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so I, I I was actually wondering, Mike, because I know you like the Surface Pro 3, right? Yeah. Do you ever use it with a real keyboard or do you just use a keyboard cover? Uh, the keyboard cover. And you like it? Like you think that that's like good enough? Yeah, it's good enough. I mean, it's like using... it's. I, I would say it's better than that Logitech iPad cover that we use. Right, I agree. Yeah. Um, do you... Do you use it more as a laptop or do you use it more as a tablet? Um, I mean, both, actually. It's like pretty even? Yeah, it's it's really nice. Like that thing you can, is nice to like carry around in the hospital. You can just like have it with a stylus and just like scribble things down. Um, and then when you have time, you know, when you're on a countertop or you have like a surface, you can actually just, you know, you can prop it up and then type on it. Yeah. So, also- oh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, he could also pretend to talk to patients while actually surfing the internet. Or playing Angry Birds. Yeah, <laughs> that's the greatest thing. Wait, do people still play Angry Birds? I don't think so. No. They will once they have that hepatic um, feedback on the uh, new trackpad mouse. So. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. No, yeah, Can't wait right. for that. Well, so I've actually, I'm when the Surface Pro 3 was announced, I was very like interested in it. But mm-hmm. like... Um, I went to go see it at Best Buy, and like I think that I just can't do the the change back to Windows. That's like the biggest thing for me. Like if it was a Mac, I'm really like looking forward to if they ever come out with like an iPad Pro with like a keyboard cover or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think I would be in because I I I think that I'd be interested in something like that, but just not with Windows. Yeah, I think the biggest problem for for the iPads is just if they had built in good style support, I think it would be such a different ball game. Yeah, no, I think that that's what the rumor is, though, right? With the uh, this force touch and, and being able to sense different levels of pressure, right? So then, if, if Apple actually comes out with like a first party stylus, because there's styluses right now for the iPad, but um, just the way that iOS is built, it's not designed for like uh, pressure sensitivity. So like the the stylus manufacturers need to kind of build it into the stylus. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it needs to work with certain apps and not every app will support it because it's like, a, you know, how many people buy that one stylus? You're kind of limiting the market. Yeah. So if Apple comes out with one and it's, like, supported natively throughout the entire OS and it's, like, a high-quality stylus, like, yeah, I think that'll be amazing. Yeah, I think so, too. The one stylus to rule them all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any other – no other follow-up, right, I don't think? No, that's pretty good for this week. Okay. Uh, one thing that I want to talk about, I guess, was um, there's a bunch of trailers that came out recently. So uh, there's one that came out, uh, I believe, it, the first time that I saw it was uh, during last week's Walking Dead finale. But um, there's actually two trailers for uh, Halo 5. Did you see those, Mike? Um, yeah, I did. I'm really excited after watching them. How about you? Yeah, they, it looks really good. Um I actually didn't know that there was, I think you had mentioned this too, I didn't know that there were two trailers, so the first time it came up, I was kind of like skipping through uh, the DVR, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, like let me watch it. So I watched it, and it looked really good, and then the next time it came up, I just assumed it was the same trailer, so I just skipped it. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, and then like I saw on the internet, people were like, two Halo 2 trailers, and I was like, what are they talking about? So then I, I went back, and I, I watched it. Nice. Arnab, are you a big Halo guy? I, I actually do not own a gaming system. 
and I haven't since the uh, the original PlayStation was the last gaming system I owned. Wow, wow. so long ago. <laughs> in fact, I uh, I remember in law school I would watch Jason sometimes play video games. That is the extent of my video game. Last time I <laughs> of all people, you would watch Jason. Well, no, no. Back then, I was pretty good. I was gonna say Jason was actually decent. He was known as like the gamer of the, uh, the law yeah, school door. Now I'm bad. I'm pretty bad now. I'm like old Michael Jordan. <laughs> like like current day Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like current day Michael Jordan. <laughs> All right. Like not even like when he went back with the Wizards or just like, you know, like he's kind of good still, but he's not as good as he used to be. Like I'm actually like if he were to go back to the NBA right now. <laughs> You're more like if he went back to the Major League Baseball right now. Yeah. Or, or that too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I was never good. Maybe I, my peak was baseball with the White Sox. And uh, right now, I'm baseball now. I think the bar is just kind of really low when you're playing with a bunch of law school people. Maybe. So. <laughs> That's true. Probably have a little less time for video gaming then. Right. No, we did get into like winning 11, though, a lot. Yeah. We played a we, lot of winning 11. Yeah, we played a lot of winning 11. That was mainly all we played. That and some Madden. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Sorry, going back to Halo. Yeah. Well, so my one concern, though, is that like I feel like Bungie... And, you know, whoever comes up with the Bungie, like, promotions and com- uh, commercials and things like that, they typically do a really good job selling, like, the uh, the universe and, like, the whole thing. But whenever I play the games, I feel like the stories are actually never that good. Uh, yeah, well, first thing, it's not Bungie anymore. It's 343. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, but I'm saying, like, back in the day, like, when they were hyping, like, Halo 3 and Halo 2, like, whenever, like, they would do the promo pieces, I'd be like, wow, I'm like, I can't wait for the games to come out. Like, this is going to be so epic, right? And then when I play the games, like, the storylines never end up being that good. Like, the games are fun. Like, I really like them, and I'll play them for a while. But, um, so, I don't know. Like, I'm a little skeptical when they're saying, like, you know, this one's kind of, the way the trailers are set up, it's like, um, there's this new character, I guess. And so, like, he, uh, you see, like, Master Chief fallen down underneath, like, the statue of Master Chief, and, like, the guy comes up. And like he's kind of basically calling Master Chief out, and um, he is about to shoot him, I guess, to kill him, put him out of his misery. And then the the second trailer is like the exact opposite. It's like the storyline from the Master Chief's point of view, where the other guy is like kind of fallen and like underneath the statue, and Master Chief is about to to kill him. Um, and the whole thing is like one of them is tra- one of them is correct, and one of them is not correct. I think is that right. Yeah, I think so. So the Spartan, the other guy is like Spartan Locke. And uh, did you, right. you didn't play Halo, the remastered Halo 2, right? No, I didn't. So yeah. I think he actually pops up in one of the cutscenes and he meets like the Arbiter, like one of the characters there that you play as in Halo 2. Oh, they added they added that now? They added that in, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so I don't I don't know. I'm, it, I mean, they've already confirmed that you're going to play as um, Spartan Locke, the guy that was hunting Master Chief. So, I mean, do right. you think we're going to be able to play the scene in the game? Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, I don't know. Is the whole thing, I forget what the hashtag is. It's like uh, something about the truth. Right, yeah. So, who do you believe, basically, right? Like, which version of events? So, is it that one of them is true and one of them is not true? Or, like, um, I mean, that's what I, I don't well, know. Well, at the end of Halo 4, um, I forget. Something happened to Cortana, right? Did she die or she she? sacrificed herself or went I've actually never finished Halo 4. Oh, Jason. A lot of these games, like, because the story is not that good, um, I will just play multiplayer. You don't even want to, like, play through the campaign once? I never know what's going on. So I just, I mean, I'll I'll play through just to beat it, but, like, I'll never, like, I never really played it for the story because, like, it just seemed like 
unnecessarily complicated. Like they created like all these random names for things to make it seem like it's really important, but like it just didn't really make that much sense. Yeah. So I mean, anyways, I think that you know that's basically Master Chief's like other half, right? His little AI personality that's been with him. Um, right. And I think you know this in this Halo, he's going to go and try to find her, and then maybe you know. He's doing that maybe against orders. Maybe he has to do something else. And this guy is sent to go hunt him down. Um, so, you know, maybe when you watch the commercial, you have to, you're siding with Chief because that's the only character that you've ever played as, right? Well, at least I did. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So I'm just like, who's this guy? Like with like the blue visor, right? <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Right. Um, so, I mean, just like, I don't know if they want you to think that or that's what's really happening, but I'm sure it's a little, you know, trickier than than what you see. But I'm just assuming that maybe he's just going on orders from, you know, ONI, whatever the office of Naval Intelligence, I forget what it is. UNSC or something like that? Yeah, no, something that? like that. I, I don't know. Yeah. We're, now we're like both sounding horrible. Like we don't know. <laughs> USNC? I don't know. USC? Um, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, he's going to come around though. And then, you know, I'm sure that they'll both work together. But you're right. The stories, you know, never seem to really pan out as as well as they do in like the live action trailers that they show. Right. Um, but I think it'll still be fun to play through, especially with like a co-op campaign. So we don't have to yeah. wait too much longer. Was it September or October it's coming out? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Let's play through it. Arnab, we'll get you an Xbox. You can we'll expense it to the for the podcast account. Are are both of you guys Xbox One guys? No 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 PS uh three or four? Yeah. <laughs> um so we we were big like I think Xbox 360. We, me and Mike both had like the 360 and the PS3. Yeah. And at least for me, like I personally play the 360 way more than the PS3. But for some reason, like we're playing the PS4 more than we're playing the Xbox One. Wait, you guys have both? Yes. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't play that many video games as much these days anyway. But more of my friends are playing PS4, so when I do play a game, it tends to be on PS4. But I don't really have a preference, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Like, the last console generation when we had the Xbox 360 and PS3, we would play any any game that came out for both of them, we'd play on the 360. And then this time around, any game that comes out for both of them, we're playing on the PlayStation, just because more of our friends are on the PlayStation. And then one of our friends works for PlayStation, so... And Jason, you said you use the Xbox One as kind of an entertainment system also, right? Yeah, I loop my TV through the Xbox One. Do you do that, Mike? I don't no? do that because I have a. I actually use a oh, TiVo. Oh, use a TiVo? And right. then it just adds way too much delay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that there's that much benefit to doing that. It's probably actually, I don't know. I guess I, I'm not that annoyed by it, so then like I, I do it. Uh, there's more trailers that came out. Uh, there's a new trailer for movies, Bond and uh, the new Mission Impossible. Did you guys see those? I did. I'm excited about both because I I will watch any Bond movie and any Mission Impossible movie. I don't care if it's Mission Impossible 26, Tom Cruise just rolling around in a wheelchair. I will watch it. So <laughs> Mission Impossible, like going to the bathroom? Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, the, I mean, are you a big Tom Cruise fan or are you just a big Mission Impossible fan? I'm a big Mission Impossible fan because I... I mean, I, I like Top Gun, I guess. I, I like his kind of old movies. I, I don't dislike uh, Tom Cruise, his crazy Scientology stuff aside. But um, he, I, I enjoy Mission Impossible probably more than any other kind of popcorn series uh, that's out there. So More than uh, the Fast and Furious series. 
<laughs> the fastest and the furious this is. Yeah, that's what I wanted to name it, but they never they never took my uh, my suggestion. Yeah, no, I, I I just think like Mission Impossible is just really fun. Um, and not so kind of over the top that Fast and the Furious has gotten, which I, I know they're doing it on purpose, but like it's almost Sharknado at this point. Um, yeah. So, so I like the fact that MI uh, series still kind of, you know, pretends to take itself seriously. Um, well, does, does he do all of his own stunts too? He does. Well, I don't know if all, but he's known he does for a lot of them, right? More than, you know, any other star. Yeah. So. Like when he was hanging out of that like uh, tower in Dubai and like Ghost Protocol, like that was him, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the plane scene this time that was also him. That's crazy. He's like, I'm surprised they let him do that because I know, you know, just having friends that work in in Hollywood and stuff, that it's a huge insurance issues and bonding issues. Um, he's probably a big enough star that he gets insured anyway. But in general, even if most stars want to do their own stunts, they don't let them because of insurance purposes. So. Well, how dangerous do you think that it actually, like, is the danger that, like, he's going to get injured or is the danger that he's going to die? Like, I would imagine that's relatively safe, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think the, the danger is more him getting injured, not so much dying. I'm sure they have safety harnesses and things like that. But if he breaks his leg, they have to shut down production. For oh, yeah, right, 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 sure. So. Okay, and then uh, Bond. Did you like the Bond trailer, the Scepter? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Spectre. Oh, Spectre, not Scepter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a wizard movie. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Spectre. It, it, it's interesting because the trailer for the new Bond movie, they just keep referencing the old Bond movies the entire time. Um, you yeah. know, they, they reference the first one and they reference Skyfall. Um, so I, I don't know if, if that's intentional, but it, it almost seems like this is, uh, you know, Bond movies in general kind of stand alone. But this one doesn't seem to stand alone. It seems to really rely on the uh, previous movies. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of put me at a disadvantage because I, I saw like Casino Royale, I think. But I don't think that I've seen any of the Bond movies after that. So a lot of the references I don't get. But I mean, I did listen to a podcast where they talked about that exact thing. But like typically the Bond movies kind of stand alone and they are like separate. So like he'll have like a different girl in each episode or each movie and, and things like that. But um this one actually kind of, it, it's like a Bond universe where like all the different, what stuff that happened in the previous movies is like, is carried over for the first time. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's like a, it opens up a lot of cool possibilities. Right. I mean, I, I know that some people are kind of complaining because they think that all movies have become kind of, you know, too dark to kind of Christopher Nolan. Um, I actually like the fact that, you know, the movies are, are dark and grittier and, you know, not necessarily just kind of, you know, standalone pop stuff because, I mean, we have, you know, Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible for that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should be good. It looks good. I just don't know that I understood a lot of the, uh, the references. Wasn't there a comment by, um, Daniel Craig about how Austin Powers basically forced them to not be as lighthearted or, you know, as funny as they used to be? Way less poop jokes in uh, Mission Impossible in uh, Bond because of uh, Mike Myers. Um, something like that. Basically, like how after you know they were parodied so badly that they couldn't they couldn't uh, basically force them to go into a more you know into this more like rebooted darker direction. Which I I agree. I actually enjoy it more. Um, I've really enjoyed like the Daniel Craig Bond and you know Casino Royale. Um, it's a great movie. So. Yeah, and it does have, there's like a pretty good IO9 analysis that we can link. Um, and it says like decoding all the James Bond clues. 
So even if you didn't really watch the movies closely, it can kind of, uh, you know, refresh your memory. So Have any of you guys seen Kingsman? No, I haven't. I've heard it was good. I, I did not see it, no. So I saw it, not, without spoiling anything, um, it's basically kind of a throwback to the old school uh, Bond movies where it is more lighthearted, more kind of over the top, and, and you know, uh, has a lot of humor in it, but also isn't a comedy, is, is, is kind of an action, old school British spy movie. So I definitely recommend it. It's, it's not like, you know, the best movie ever, but I thought it was one of the more enjoyable movies I've seen in a while, so... Well, so were the old Bond movies a little bit more lighthearted and like, did they joke around more? Yes. I would not like funny haha, but there are definitely like, you know, kind of tongue in cheek moments and, you know, very much, you know, the, oh, I'm going to strap you to a, a chair and tell you my plot type oh, of thing. Oh, okay. Um, and, but, but not done in like such a way that it's bad, but kind of in a very tongue in cheek and, you know, him winking to the camera kind of way. So, um, right, yeah. But it now was, it's like serious, right? Exactly. Gotcha. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch both of those movies. I actually really want to watch Fast uh, Furious 7, I guess. <laughs> Everyone just calls it like like whatever they want to call it. Like I, Bill Simmons tweeted about it today. He's like, I saw Fast 7 today. I'm like, that's not what it's called. But like, I don't know. That's Everyone knows what he's talking about, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm interested in, in watching that. How are the reviews? I mean, didn't uh, Vin Diesel say it's going to get like an Oscar? In Best Picture, he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I would say like, I think Rotten Tomatoes, like the, the reviews were good. And then I saw like a New York times reviewer and he said generally good things too. Like, you know, obviously it's not like best picture quality, but like it is what it is, right? Like it's really fun and entertaining. Mm -hmm. So I thought the reviews were pretty good. And then I, I was actually listening to, um, I think the Verge cast yesterday and they were saying how, um, the reviews are actually that it's actually not supposed to be a good one. Like it's not the best one, but people are kind of uh, giving it higher praise because it, it pays tribute to Paul Walker and things like that. So it's a little bit more sentimental. Yeah. I mean, do you think that plays a role in like the movie ratings with the movie critics? I don't, I, I don't know. I would not expect so, but I, maybe it does. I think it does. I mean, I think, you know, one, if, if you have these people who, you know, ha- most of the reviewers have met these people. One of my friends actually is is an AP reporter and does like Hollywood beats, and she tells all tells us all the time that if the person is nice and they like them, they generally are you know nicer in their reviews. And I'm sure it's the same thing with like you know sports stars and things like that. You know with yeah. MVP notes. So I, I'm not surprised that you know these people probably kind of knew him, interviewed him a few times. They're probably less likely to kind of give a harsh review um, to to something like this as opposed to if it was just regular. Fast seven. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, the way that I take it is like, it's just for fun, right? Like, I, I suppose it can get played out and maybe at some point I'll get tired of it and I, I won't be as interested. But like, I thought Fast Five was just really good. Fast Six was not as good, but like, still like just highly enjoyable movie to watch, right? Like, there's just action and yeah, it's ridiculous, right? Like, some of the stuff like Fast Six they had like the longest runway. Oh, yeah. In, like, that's right. Right. But like, I, I don't care. Right. Like, that's not like I'm not watching it to say like, you know, oh, that runway must have been like 50 miles long because it, you know, took like 30 minutes of like a plane taking off. But like, um, I don't know. It's just fun. Right. And so I'm not expecting like super high quality acting as long as it's not so bad that it's laughable. Um, 
I think they're good. So, Jason, you said you saw the uh, Halo trailer during uh, the Walking Dead finale? Yeah, I did. Did you watch, uh, did both of you guys watch Walking Dead? No, I just watched the trailer. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yes, I, I watched the uh, Walking Dead finale. Yeah, I also watched it. What you, would you guys think? I'm trying to think now what happened in the finale. So, the finale, without spoiling it, is, is centered around the meeting uh, about Rick. Okay. I think you could spoil yeah, it at this right. point. We, we can just do spoiler alert right now, and we can just talk about it if you want. Okay. From here on out, we're going to be discussing the season finale of The Walking Dead. So if by some chance you haven't seen this three weeks later, um, skip ahead to about 40 minutes in the podcast and you should be safe. All right, here we go. Last chance. 40 minutes. Just go there. Um, Okay, yeah, that's right. So there was kind of like, there was like the Rick story and then there was kind of like uh, Glenn and that other guy who I hate. Right. and what else was going on there? Oh, and then there the was Reverend, a, the, right? Yeah, the Reverend, right? Yeah, those are kind of three big parts. And then also, oh, there the, was the Daryl, Daryl, and uh, that guy when they were recruiting, Aaron. Yeah. Oh yeah, Morgan, right? That was a big one. And Morgan was a big one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, where, where do you guys want to start? So, so I think we we should start with with the Rick storyline because I think that's kind of the, the central one, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And and so it, it last episode ends with him kind of going crazy on the uh, the the wife beater, yeah, right. And the the point of this is that they're deciding what to do with him, whether to banish him or whether to punish him or, or what to do about him. Um, so so what do you guys think about the whole you know Alexandria? Do you, wait, you guys haven't read the comics yet, right? Or no? Um, okay, I know a little bit about the comics, but I haven't read a lot of them. Okay. Do, do you think that this is they're going to stay in this community, or you think they're going to leave? I think they're going to stay. Okay. I think well, well. So I think that they would like to stay, and that's kind of how it's set up for. But like, what were the uh, the wolves or whatever that other faction that was coming up at the end of the uh, episode? Right. Right. Uh, I feel like that's obviously the the focal point of next season, and like, who knows? Maybe they they'll like trash Alexandria. They'll have to go somewhere else or not. Like, I, I feel like. They can't stay there for that long, right? Because it seems like it would be too boring if they're like, all right, like now everything's all set and we're protected and safe. So something has to happen, but I don't know what it'll be. So that was kind of my pro- – so I actually really loved the first season of Walking Dead. Uh, and I was, you know, hyping it to everybody. And then halfway through the second season, I stopped watching because it became Argument Farm. Um <laughs> uh, and they would just literally just be on that farm and – Yeah, you know, they definitely stayed on Herschel's farm way too long. Exactly. And so I got back on actually at the end of season four uh, with, with kind of the, the, the terminus uh, or going to terminus. Cause oh, one that of my, was awesome. Yeah, because one of my friends, she didn't have cable and she would come over and watch it at my place. So I ended up getting back on the wagon. But I'm kind of afraid of them staying anywhere because of the Herschel farm thing because I just think it just got way too boring and they need to keep moving. So I almost want them to either get kicked out or the wolves to attack Alexandria or something to happen because anytime they're kind of stagnant, it's just like, okay, now it's time for another supply run and get attacked by zombies. Yeah. Oh no, there's zombies there. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like they definitely stayed at the jail too long also. Yeah, exactly. So I always, I mean, I remember reading that that was because like they're on cable so they don't have as much funding. And so like, they just don't have the money to, create all these different sets and like you know constantly be on the move and like do all these things like that right so i mean i would imagine because it's probably one of the most popular shows right now like maybe they have more funding Uh, i don't really know too much of how how this works but 
Um, hopefully they've learned from their mistakes and hopefully they have more money and, uh, or, and or budget better. And then maybe they can change it up a little bit more. I think they also have a different showrunner than before. I think they have Scott M. Gimple, who I think is, is kind of aware of, you know, where the show has, you know, succeeded and where it's maybe, you know, succeeded not as much. Um, right. and then I think they, I think, um, do you guys watch The Talking Dead? No. I've seen in, in enough episodes, but not all okay, of them. Okay, so, so anyways, at the end of this last Talking Dead, I think he he wasn't on the couch, but he wrote a letter um, and basically said, you know, for next season, what they're trying to do is, you know, every he says that, you know, every X number of episodes, they try to really shake things up. Um, and that's going to be, you know, no different going to next season. Um, and something about, you know, there's gonna be like new threats and new things. So I think, you know, if they do stay there, I think that, you know, you know, either the wolves will be coming or you know, there'll be some kind of, it'll probably be like less internal conflict um, and maybe more, you know, the other faction or something. I'm not sure. but So did you guys hate the Reverend as much as I do? Yeah. I mean, they just oh, I don't so like stupid. I don't understand. Like maybe I'm not, I wasn't paying too much attention, but like I don't understand what, like why he left the gate open. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he's just like so disillusioned with everything and so upset at himself that he's just kind of, I mean, I don't think it's really flushed out, but they're just saying, like, he can't handle it. And so he's going crazy, basically. Oh, okay. But there was no, like, like I wasn't missing something like, you know, this is why he did it, like, so this would happen? Or, like, he just is kind of just in general? I think he wanted to die and kill himself. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I think it goes back to, you know, all the stuff that he did or didn't do with the church, like locking out all the people. Right, right, and, right. You know, all that stuff. And then, and then seeing all, like, the violence again when Rick's group comes in, you know, kind of triggers everything and... Uh, but he wants everyone else to die too like is that is that part of it because like i mean if he wanted to die like i mean maybe unless he's like too much of a coward to do it himself like i I don't know what that accomplished like uh, like did he intend for everyone else to die too or was that just like he doesn't care you know as long as like he he can die too i I thought it was more the latter where he was just like not thinking straight not caring you know kind of half ass shutting the gate and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Did you guys think either uh, Glenn or Daryl were going to die? I was worried about Glenn a little bit. Yeah. Like that scene where it cut, uh, I forget what happens, but like the zombie was on top of him and then like they cut to commercial. As soon as I that think. happened, then I knew he was going to live. Oh, I thought he was going to die. Okay. When it cut to commercial with him being like, you know. But yeah, that makes sense. Why would they like come back from commercial and have him die? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Because like this isn't a show that is afraid to show gory deaths of its main characters, right? right? I mean, yeah, the, Noah, that makes the Noah scene previously was you know very graphic, um, Tyrese. So yeah, I, I'm with Mike on that one. Where as soon as they cut away, I'm like, oh okay, he makes it. And yeah. I think Daryl is too much of a fan favorite at this point. Like I think he may eventually die, but I think it's going to be in like the last season. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So and so here's the thing because I missed most of season 2 and all of season 3 does Morgan appear in any of those seasons or is this the first time he's back really since season 1 He appears in one episode and he's a little crazy and by a little I mean like a lot crazy um like Rick <laughs> finds him and um his son has died and uh he's just like he's kind of psychotic um, so this is a very different Morgan from the last time that we see him. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually didn't remember who he was, to be honest. And like, I remember watching him like now that people told me, like I read up and I was like, oh, now I kind of remember that guy. But like, 
uh, when I first saw him, I thought he was some new guy, and I didn't know. Like, I wasn't like, oh, that's the guy from you know season one. Um, so I don't know. I was the same thing. I, it wasn't until I saw the Talking Dead afterwards, and he w- he was on the couch on the Talking Dead, um, that I was like, oh, that's who that is. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was in I think maybe an episode in season three, and it's just very interesting how you know different you know he was and how Rick was then, and then now it's almost like the tables are turned. You know, like Rick has become that's true. Has become yeah. more like that Morgan. Probably intentionally so, like a little bit of mirroring right. that they did there. Because he walks in as he's literally shooting some guy in the head, right? Yep. yep. So do you guys think that he killed him? Because I, I assume that he killed him. And then I was reading online that a lot of people are saying that he shot next to him. And that he actually didn't kill him. And that, you know, he, you're going to find out next season that they're going to, like, you know, have a jail or something like that. Wait, based on what? What well, do they have? Like, just a guess, or did they were they actually analyzing it to be like the angle is wrong, and so like he missed? No, th- I I didn't read it in that much detail. I think they were just kind of opining about like them thinking that if he shot him in cold blood, it would be kind of too much uh, of a of a stretch in front of those people, and that they wouldn't like then follow him. So, but the the wife told her told him to do it, right? Right. That's like the episode is, is that what the episode is called? Or I, I was reading a recap and that was what it was, uh, the article was called. Well, was I, like, I'm, Rick, do it, right? Right. But I'm thinking, you know, I, I think the, the way the season was set up, especially, you know, with the, when they first got to Alexandria, it was kind of set up in a way that the um, Rick's team is going to take over and be the new leaders, right? Mm-hmm. And right. so I think maybe in a way of her telling him to kill somebody, and him not doing it is the way of him establishing, no, you're no longer capable of leading this group. I am. Um, I'm going to make the decisions from now on. Exactly. And, and I'm not going to kill him or, or whatever he's going to do. Um, you know, kind of is going to help establish that he's not just kind of her, you know, enforcer, but he's the, he's in charge now. So that's, that's what these theories were saying. But no, that makes I, sense. Yeah, I assume that he killed him. Did you, it, did yeah, both no, I assume that too. Yeah, I didn't even think that he would not have killed him after all of that. But yeah. I can understand that whole thing, right? Like, that makes sense. Like, if that happened, I wouldn't have been like, or I won't be like, oh, wait, that makes zero sense, right? Yeah. I'll have to rewatch the ending. I mean, I know it didn't show him shooting him, like, it cut away, right? But did it, like, then go to commercial or did it go to, like, the, the other people around him? It went to uh, Morgan, Daryl, and Aaron coming in and, like, looking at him funny. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just because of the Morgan thing, I would think that, you know, that whole, like, reversal thing, that I think that, you know, maybe he did kill him, and next season is more about, like, maybe if Morgan is around for a few episodes, is, like, bringing him back to, you know, where he was, like, grounding him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it both ways, but I, it was kind of interesting, because I just completely assumed that he killed him, and it wasn't until I, I, I was reading that, I'm like, oh, wait, that does have make some sense, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I didn't even think that at all. You guys for next season or yeah i mean i i I will say that like i really like the terminus episode i like last season a lot this season i didn't think was quite as good although based on what people are saying like apparently this was one of the better seasons um but i I mean there's no reason for me to stop watching how about fear the walking dead you guys gonna watch the spinoff i I did i didn't actually see the trailer i saw that they released a trailer right or like a first look yeah it was also in the commercial jason I know, but I, I must have skipped it. Because, like, the Halo one I just saw, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch this. But, like, I just, I don't know. I just skip all the commercials. You guys actually watch them? Or did you watch it live? Uh, yeah, I watched it live. Oh, okay. I, I skipped the commercials, too. But, I'm, you know, I feel about The Walking Dead, like, it's it's good 
but it's definitely not one of my favorite shows right now. I, f- I think I like Americans, Better Call Saul, um, you know, Game of Thrones much better than, than Walking Dead. But you know, that being said, it's, it's very watchable. So, yeah, I think you, it's yeah, it's not yeah. You you don't watch it like oh, let me you know think about this all week. It's like you watch it and it's kind of over with, right? Yeah. Um, Whereas Game of Thrones is more like holy crap, like people are talking about it for like days. I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that said, like I, I think that I'm actually glad that. Uh, Walking Dead is over for the season, just because Game of Thrones is about to start up, and like it, it just kind of gives me one less thing to like worry about and like schedule and like make time for. So I'm I'm glad that it's over. How busy are you, Jason? That <laughs> this one hour a week that you fast forward commercials, yeah, like forty through. minutes without commercials. Yeah. Super super busy. <laughs> well, clearly not with a lot of friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean I, I'm also playing the Walking Dead video games. I'm doing I don't know like. I think that like well, Better Call Saul's ending soon too. Like, it's just, there's only so many shows. Like, I watch Survivor, I watch Amazing Race, I watch all these things, and like, actually, I don't know how high Walking Dead is on. How's on your that. How's your friend doing on Amazing Race? It's been on hiatus since. Oh, um, because of basketball. Basketball, but like last week or last night, there was an episode. We're recording on Saturday, so there was an episode yesterday that I didn't watch yet. So uh, hopefully, she's still on the show, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, last time I saw Jenny was still on, so yeah. Yeah, which is, is kind of funny because uh, I, I was telling Jason this. So she went to law school with both of us, right. and she w- hung out with a mutual friend of us uh, uh, of ours a few times, and all of a sudden disappeared for like a couple months. And we're all like, oh, what happened to Jenny? <laughs> but she didn't say anything because it wasn't officially announced yet. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, I see on Facebook and on, on Twitter and everything that she was on Amazing Race. It's like, oh, that's what happened to her. <laughs> but yeah, she... She actually had an, a, a la- the last episode I saw was where she blew up at her partner. Yeah. Um, so she was- apparently wrote about that on her blog and I kind of looked at it. Um, apparently they're still friends. Uh, so like, I mean, he posts on her Facebook and, and she posts on, you know, and she says stuff about him. But, um, you know, she basically was just saying like she was really tired and stressed and like the competition got to her and like, you know, she just didn't think that she was like, doing anything that was that terrible although the the way that they portrayed it definitely made it seem like i was like wow like she's like you know hardcore right but um i don't know i, I can understand her point of view yeah mike if you haven't seen it basically what happened was that she they were teaming up with somebody to to, to go to the next checkpoint and then at the last minute she take a, she took a cab with her partner and left them behind oh wow well so it was like the the final checkpoint and they were probably in the last like last three teams there was one team behind them but i don't know that they knew that right uh-huh. so they knew that they weren't like in the beginning it wasn't like they're like the, one of the top teams and they like kind of backstab so they them they know that if they leave this team behind they won't be last no they don't know that i don't think well maybe they knew but like it was close they were in the bottom half for sure okay. right and so they were all tired and they were kind of like walking by foot to get to the the final checkpoint and everyone she claims everyone knew where it was um and so she kind of like goes a little bit slower than like the other two people the other team and she like pulls her teammate aside she's like first chance we get let's like get into a cab mm-hmm. and so like she she like hails a cab and then she's like get in get in and then um like the other team is like slightly ahead of them and so like they by the time they turn around and realize that they're in a cab they're like wait wait, wait for us and like they just took the cab and went and so they i think they ended up being like the, the third to last team and then the team that they ditched was like the second to last team and then there was like one other team oh so that team uh, that they ditched did not get eliminated no they didn't get eliminated right but they were upset yeah, yeah I, I, it's understandable yeah. i think i can understand why they would be they would be upset it, it's always weird though for me uh, and, and i guess i've never been on one of these you know reality shows but 
when people in like Survivor or Amazing Race or even like the MTV Challenge, when someone makes like a game move and people take it so personally. Yeah, yeah, like, that's true. It's an affront on them. And I get it, you know, when you're kind of living it is, and you have, you know, connections with these people that it's probably, you know, seems personal. But don't you sign up to on these things knowing that it's a game and that there's going to be some backstabbing and that you're trying to win? Yeah, I mean, if you play nice the whole time, I mean, I guess, you know, there maybe is like one team or a team that can like play nice and, you know, make it to the end. But I think more often than not, you have to think about the game. I mean, what, it's like a million dollars at stake, right? Yeah. There was an episode of Survivor recently where like... uh one girl got like someone voted for her, but she didn't get kicked off, right? <laughs> but she was like so upset that someone voted for her that she like went back to camp and then she just made a huge big deal, like, oh my god, I can't believe you guys voted for me. I'm like, look, like this is like you didn't get eliminated, right? You weren't close to being eliminated, right? <laughs> like you're only making yourself look even worse, right? Because like you can't just be like, all right, fine, let's like I get it and let's move on, right? Um, but it's like she didn't anticipate that anyone would ever vote for her at any point throughout the entire game. It seemed weird. The thing is that it happens in so many reality shows that I, I think that there must, something must happen psychologically when you're on these shows that you forget that it's a game, right? Because I feel like it happens on every single season of Survivor, every single series, season of like MTV Challenge, every single season of Amazing Race. Like people just take these things so personally. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, a couple of new products were announced, uh, I guess, this week. Uh, one of them that I wanted to talk about was the Amazon Dash button. Have you guys seen that? I thought this was an April Fool's joke, but I signed you up. You did? <laughs> I did not think it was an April Fool's joke. So they announced this on, what, March 31st, yeah. the day before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what it essentially is is like a physical button, right? And I, I guess you pair it to your Wi-Fi or something like that. And um, you're supposed to put it all over the house. Uh, I think for Prime members, it's free, right, Mike? Yeah, it's free, and you're supposed to plaster these little buttons with, like, the company's logo of the item that you would run out of near the place where you're going to run out of them so that when you do, like, when you're close to running out of them, you push the button, it orders the item from Amazon, and then you get it, like, whatever, two days later. Yeah, so what do you guys think? You So you actually did sign up for them? I just wanted to, you know, it's new tech. I just wanted to see kind of how, how it works, how the battery will last. How many of them do you get? Uh, well, I don't know. You just sign up, and then that's it. Okay. I don't know if it checks your orders, like, see, you know, it checks if you order, like, Tide or, you know, paper towels or something. I think you set it up for the item, I would imagine, right? So you're like, I'm going to set this up for, like, so you can you can... Oh, there's only a set number of things you can do, or right? you can't just like be like, I want a new iMac and like have a button yeah, for the iMac, yeah. right? Like, it needs to be like paper towels or toilet paper. Probably or anything like that, that you right? can like subscribe and save. Yeah, yeah that it, makes it, sense. There's a list of of stuff, and it's mainly household items like detergent, paper towels, coffee, that kind of stuff. So, so I mean, I think it's a kind of a neat idea, I guess. Um, some people are saying like, you know, this is like actually like the best Internet of Things um, device that's ever come out. And I, I probably agree with that, but like personally, I probably won't be using it. Like I basically buy everything in bulk using that app, Boxed. Right. Um, and I do a pretty good job of like whenever I'm running even close to low on like certain things, I'll just order a, a new bulk thing from Box. And Box ends up being cheaper than buying it off Amazon. I used to buy a lot of those household things on Amazon, but Box is just cheaper. What's Boxed? Box is an app uh, on iOS, and it's basically like a Amazon for Costco. So it's like uh, they only sell like uh, wholesale uh, bulk goods. Um, not so much food, but then you can get like cereal or you can get like toilet paper or bounty or detergent, things like that, right? Like K-cup coffee. 
and they buy they sell it in bulk. So the pricing is actually very similar to uh, Costco. I think they actually have some kind of agreement with Costco, or Costco has a stake in Boxed or something. Yeah, the price is similar, um, except for there's no membership fee. So like anybody can just you can just download the app for free and then get Costco pricing, and it gets delivered to you. Um, and that's two day delivery. And for me, typically I'm in Manhattan. Um, when I order it, if I order it early enough in the day, like I'll get it the next day. And the shipping, if you order, I think $60 or something like that, then it ends up being free. And if you're buying like toilet paper and paper towels and detergent, like it's pretty easy to hit $60. So I'll get it delivered to me next day for free. And there's no tax in New York. So there's no membership fee. There's no tax. I get things in bulk. Like it's, it's just really good. So, so can you order specific brands or is it everything like Kirkland brand like it is for Costco or how does that Oh, work? no, they, they don't have their own brand. Uh, I mean, they, they don't even have that. I don't know if they have, I guess Mike's saying they have a deal with Costco. They don't sell Kirkland stuff. So everything I get is like, uh, Charmin or like, Bounty. Yeah, Charmin, right. Charmin, okay. Bounty, like, um, K cups, whatever. I'll, I'll check that out because I, uh, I go to grocery stores and CVS to buy my goods. So, so they don't have that much like food. I mean, they have like some like, like snacks and like candy and things like that. But like, I don't think you can buy like bulk bottled water. Um, you can't buy like steak or, or any like, you know, like groceries really. Um, but I end up just buying like, you know, household goods. And Jason, you also mentioned that they have like a lot of deals all the time, right? They don't have as many deals lately, but they used to have like a ton of deals. So a lot of times it would be like 10, 15, 20% off. Plus there's no tax plus there's free shipping. So like I'll get stuff that normally would have cost like say a hundred dollars at Costco and it'll be like $60 like shipped to me the next day. Like it's, it's really good. You may as well just give your referral code right now, Jason. Yeah, we, we can, we can put a referral link if you want to use it. I think you get the 20 bucks or something like that for free. You should uh, put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll do it. But I mean, because I'm so good at like, like keeping track of this inventory and like ordering these things ahead of time. Like if you look in my closet, there's like tons of toilet paper, tons of paper towels. Um, it's just like a storage closet for me. Like Amazon dash button just doesn't seem like I would use it. Um, but it does seem really cool. And I can understand why, like, a lot of people might think it's, like, you know, really, really awesome. I, I'm the opposite, where I will, like, run out of detergent and I won't realize it till I need it. So then I'll have to go out to a store and get it. I can't wait the one day because I'll need to do laundry at the time. So yeah. it, it's for people in between you and me, I guess. <laughs> well, but, like, if you had the button and you were running low, right? Like, I think that's the whole point. Like, I understand, like, a lot of people are, like, they'll be, they'll realize that they're running low and they'll be like, oh, I should buy more detergent. But then because they don't actually go and write it down somewhere, like, right. they don't remember, right? And so then they just go the next day and then, like, you know, next time they do laundry two weeks later or three weeks later and then they're like, oh, I'm running low. I should go buy some more, right? But if there's the button there that you just hit it once and you're done, like, um, you know, that's, that's what people should do, so... I think it's a good product, but not for me. Yeah, I also don't have like kind of brand loyalty to a lot of stuff. So like I'll buy what detergent is on sale or, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I feel like it's going to make me spend more money unnecessarily because I'm just going to, you know, hit the button and get tied at whatever price they're offering tied at. Right. Instead of like, oh, hey, you know this is on sale instead and and i'll you know I, i'd probably buy that if i was in the store yeah so. see that's the same thing like uh, except that i have the brand loyalty but i'll usually wait for it to go on sale like at target um when before like stocking up so i wouldn't just buy like when i need it i would buy like when they go on sale right yeah so then this wouldn't work for you because like for example um like my soap and shampoo i buy on amazon 
but the price actually varies a lot. So sometimes it'll be like the super saver thing and it'll be like $6 a bottle. Uh, other times it's like $12 a bottle, right? So like I'll always check and when it is like cheap, like six or $7 a bottle, I'll buy like three of them, right? It's cause I know I, I use mm-hmm. it. Um, but if I were to just hit it at any, any time and I was like, oh, I need this, I'm going to buy it. Like it could be way more money. Right. So like, I, I don't know that I would use it for that reason as well. Yeah. Yeah. So not for us, but maybe for busier people with more yeah. money and brand loyalty Yeah. <laughs> and who don't plan ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're one of those people, this is for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, I think, was the uh, Microsoft Surface 3. Yeah. So, I mean, they announced, uh, when they announced the Surface Pro 3, they, which is like a laptop with a full-fledged, like, Intel Core, like, i5 processor, um, they didn't announce, like, the iPad version, like, the cheap $500 version running, you know, a, a low-powered, um, it doesn't, it didn't even run, I think the Surface 2 didn't run full Windows. It ran, like, Windows RT, which is, like, a limited feature set Windows. Um, so they did announce the Surface 3 tablet, which is not the Surface Pro 3, but it kind of looks the same. Um, and it does run full-fledged Windows um, on, like, I think an Intel Atom processor. So right. um, not bad. But, yeah, I mean, you can run Microsoft Office, which is kind of like the big the big test. But now you can run Microsoft Office on anything, right? You can run it on the iPad if you wanted to. This is true. And then, uh, and then what? It doesn't have the fully adjustable kickstand. It has, like, the 3. Right. And then it has, like, a different aspect ratio. The four three, right? Uh, yeah, four three or three two or something. Yeah, um, and oh, is it three two? Oh, I'm okay. not sure. I don't remember. Uh, wait, what what does a Surface Pro three have? Is it sixteen nine? Sixteen nine. Yeah. So, so do you like the sixteen nine better? It's not great for using it as a tablet, like in portrait mode, because it's it's too narrow and skinny. It, yeah, way too tall. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Did you prefer the uh, Surface Three to the Surface Three Pro? Yeah, I may. If I were to get one, I may get a Surface Three just to just to play around with it um, and see. I, I'll probably wait for reviews, but the Surface Three looks pretty good. I mean, because you get the same stylus, um, you get the same. I think uh, it has that little like a little pen cap kind of thing where you can kind of click. It's like it's like the eraser tip. You can kind of click right. it, and then one note will pop up, and you can just like scribble a note down, and then it'll just you know upload to the cloud. Yeah, and I actually think the stylus stuff is actually pretty cool. Um, and, and you know, it's it's definitely like a lower barrier of entry. You can go in and get a Surface Three, run Office. You get a full year of Office, I think, for Office three sixty five, um, for like uh, what five hundred bucks for the tablet, right? Yeah. Is it um you know the the stylus for the Surface? Yeah. If you use the uh, the other edge, like not not the uh, the point. It's an does eraser. it erase? Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because I know Karen got like uh, the paper 53, uh, the pencil stylus for her iPad. Oh, yeah. and, and it does that too. And I think that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe the Surface 3 would be pretty neat to have just because uh, it's a little cheaper, right? It's like 500 bucks. Yeah. And I think. But, well, but you have to buy the uh, the keyboard case. I think it ends up being like 680 bucks if you buy the because it doesn't come with a pen either. It doesn't come so with a So it's stylus. the same pen. It doesn't come with it. Wow. That's pretty so I think. Bad. I think the uh, once you buy the pen and then you buy the keyboard cover, it ends up being like six hundred eighty dollars. Wow! I mean, then I think the basic Surface Pro three is only seven ninety nine. Yeah, that's true. But I guess that doesn't come with a cover, but it would come with a stylus. Yeah, I don't know. You can just use any Bluetooth one. keyboard. I wouldn't get the. I wouldn't get that type cover. Really? Yeah. I I really liked it. I mean, I I only have limited time with it in like in the store, but like. I wish that they made one of those for the iPad. Like I would buy it instantly. Yeah, I mean, as a as a keyboard cover, you know, it's a good keyboard, but I mean, it just costs so much. It's like a hundred thirty dollars, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that's you know, 
it's kind of misleading. They should they should bundle it into the Surface Pro at least. Yeah, that's true. I agree. So uh, April Fools was the other day. Did you guys? Uh, what do you guys think about April Fools? Do you like it? Do you not like it? I mean, I I don't mind the fact that you know I like pranks in general, but I think the problem with having it on um, April first is that it, everyone's kind of on the lookout for it. Uh, I, you think it should be like a like a surprise every year? Like today is <laughs> April Fool's Day, but we're not going to let everyone know. Sometime in April. <laughs> I don't have the solution. I was actually on a flight on April first, and uh, the 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 uh, pilot announced. Uh, you know, I was landing in LAX, and the pilot announced that we finally arrived in Burbank. Um, oh. And- and most people, like, legitimately half the plane, were, like, freaked out. It was kind of funny. So <laughs> I thought he was going to do something even more dark. But, uh, okay. Like, I guess that's a, a better April Fool's joke. Well, he, the flight attendants also said that the bathroom wasn't working dur- during halfway through the flight. But it uh, was working? It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good joke. He said, the bathroom's not working, so we're not going to be serving drinks because we don't want you to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and uh. then... 15 minutes later, he said he was joking. So. Uh, okay, interesting. Uh, was Mike, do you like it? Uh, yeah, you know, I like, I think as long as, you know, companies do things like fun little Easter eggs or like lighthearted pranks, I think that it's good. But I feel like, you know, brands can lose so much goodwill if they're, you know, if they're trying to present something as something real. Like as if you can be tricked that, oh, maybe this is something real. And then, you know, either you get your hopes up and it's it's not and like, oh, April Fool's. Then you're like, I hate you, company. You know, why would you do this? Um, but if it's huh. like, you know, like the com.google thing where it was like backwards or like, you know, oh, I love that one. They do kind of like really lighthearted awesome. things that are clearly, you know, like pranks or jokes like Pac-Man. Yeah. Then that kind of stuff, like little Easter eggs, that kind of stuff is fun. Um, but I think it can really like hurt your brand if you like make a joke and it backfires, which I feel like it does a lot because people, you know, for some reason, like aren't on the lookout on April 1st. Yeah. I mean, so the Google ones, um, I, I really liked and, and they typically do a really good job on April Fools. But the one sad thing that I, I read that someone tweeted and who knows if this is true or not, but, um, they were saying how like the amount of time that Google spends, uh, coming up with these April Fool's jokes, if they had just spent that much effort uh, maintaining Google Reader, that Google Reader could uh, have existed in perpetuity. Uh, and as a loyal Google Reader fan who was upset when uh, they ended up canceling or you know closing down that project, um, that makes me a little bit sad. Well, they intentionally closed down Google Reader because of the uh, they wanted to move everyone to Google Plus, right? I mean, they were saying how it's like, you know, not that many people use it at the time. I don't remember, but they were like, not many people use it. And like, plus they still need like a team dedicated to like, you know, maintaining and things like that. So I think what this guy is basically, it was a joke on Twitter, but I mean, he's saying like they put so much effort, tried to come up with these Google April Fool's jokes. Whereas like if they just, you know, wanted to maintain Google Reader, they could have done that instead. Jason, did you see the um, April's fool joke that the uh, law firm sent out saying that they would no longer um, send emails? Between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. or when you're on vacation. <laughs> yes, that was that was. Uh, what did you think? I, I think that's exactly like what Mike was talking about, which is that sometimes you could uh, misread the room, <laughs> and when you're sending these emails, Mike, I don't know if you saw this, but basically, y- you know the you know kind of story with big law hours and how it's kind of like a 24-hour job, right. and they kind of drive associates you know to, into the ground. <laughs> um, 
So uh, in, in Europe, you know, some of these law firms, because of laws, actually, uh, they implemented a law saying that they can't issue emails during certain hours or when you're on vacation. Uh, and so this uh, big American law firm basically tried to parody that by um, sending out an April Fool's email. And apparently they do like an April Fool's joke every year. But this year they sent an April Fool's email saying that, oh, we're no longer going to send emails between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m., or uh, expect you to respond on weekends, or uh, expect you to respond when you're on vacation. Oh, that's so bad. That's like a case study in like the exact wrong kind of April Fool's joke you should do. Exactly. Because everyone is like, "Oh my god! Like this is so much! Like this is amazing!" And then like they realize it's not true, and uh, you actually do have to check your emails. <laughs> like they will at all hours of the night. day. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do need to check on vacation, and you do need to check on the weekends, right? Like. It's it's such a bad joke. It, they're just reminding you how much your life sucks. It, yeah, exactly. It, it's basically <laughs> talking about and the, the the subject line of the email was new work life balance email or something like that. And so it's basically saying that yeah, you shouldn't have work life balance. Yeah, yeah. That's just. I mean, what what ended up happening with that? Yeah. People got mad, and then they <laughs> ended up sending like a like an email saying like sorry, like you know this was not like the right April Fool's joke, and we you know I don't know. They apologized. We take, yeah, we apologize. We take your work-life balance seriously uh, and basically sending out an, an apology email. But the funny thing was that all these people were like, you know, finally a law firm that gets it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, they were people like associates that worked there were like sending it to like the blogs to be like, look how awesome our company is. Like we've just instituted this new policy, right? And it's just a joke where they're like, just kidding, guys. And they thought it was like, I mean, the sad thing is that whoever wrote that must have thought it was so obvious that that is not true. Right. right, they're like, oh, who could possibly believe that we are not going to email you at four in the morning? Right, that like that's just I don't know, that's really bad. I understand like where the joke comes from. Like, I guess if you knew that it was a joke, but like, it's just not a joke you should make because it just makes you look bad. Right, and the, the funny thing is that the the things that they're implementing aren't that crazy, right? No emails between eleven p.m. and six a.m. Right. It's not that ridiculous, but you know, having worked in a big law firm, you know. It, it is kind of crazy because I would never imagine that they would have something like that because I got emailed at three o'clock in the morning all the time and was expected to respond by four. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the, uh, I mean, banks though, like they actually, like Goldman Sachs, I think they're instituting things for, um, I, I believe it's like, you know, only low level, like as associates and analysts and things like that, uh, where they, they have to take like a certain number of weekends off where they can't answer email. Um, and that's like a thing that, all the banks are, are required to do, I think. Uh, so there is some precedent, I guess, but um, not not for law firms in the well, U.S. I also think that just I'm an employment lawyer, so I, I think that legally uh, for banks, if you're a low enough level associate, you're an hourly employee. So you're probably not supposed to be working off the clock like that um, and checking emails and stuff without getting paid for it. So it might just be like a, a financial issue. So. Yeah, they, they, they spin it as like, you know, we care about, we don't want our associates or analysts to be burnt out. But, um, I'm sure I, I've talked to some people at banks and some people are like, yeah, like they're pretty strict about that because they have to be because like, you know, it's not like they're doing this because they want to, but like they have to. But, um, I've heard other people say like, you know, yeah, you know, but if there's something that's really important, like, you know, it'll, it helps, but like it's not like a, a, a complete cure. So any any business owners out there in podcast land do not make jokes like that. They're not yeah. fun. Pretty bad. And then, but the other one, okay. So the another one that that kind of caught some flack is this company, um, and apparently <laughs> this is kind of weird. But like they they announced a product where it was like an app 
for your phone, for your iPhone, right? And it's supposed to prevent your phone from breaking if you dropped it, right? And I think they called it a uh, shoot, like parachute. Okay. Um, but apparently, so they like, they built this prank up like in the weeks prior to April 1st, right? Like they sent out press releases about this product and then just announced the product on April 1st, right? But they thought like, so it wasn't like something that they just announced on April 1st. They, they built it up by sending like press releases and things like that to media. Um, and I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Like it, it, it's probably pretty bad, but like, I mean, who believes that if they install an app that like their phone won't break if they drop it? I believe that a lot of people would believe that. (laughs) Which says more about people than the, than the company. Right. So there was a prank a long time ago, like maybe a couple years ago that said like, if you put your iPhone in the microwave or I forget what what it was, it was, it was something like, uh, something will happen and people are doing it and they're just breaking their phones. That's just, I, yeah, I, I have very little sympathy for those people. Um, because I don't know, like if you're going to put your phone in the microwave or you think that downloading an app is going to prevent it from breaking, then I, I don't know. I just have very little sympathy for anyone who thinks like, <laughs> I did actually like the, uh, the, the iPhone prank that uh, Jimmy Kimmel pulled. Uh, did you guys see that? Uh, yeah, watch the video. Explain, explain like the message that he got. So basically, what he did, Will Arnett uh, from uh, Batman Lego fame and uh, Arrested uh, Development and Arrested Development, uh, he sent Jimmy Kimmel a, a text message that said, "Hey, uh, you'll appreciate this because you're a parent. If you hold down the camera button that's next to the text box." and flip it up to the camera that appears, you'll get all these uh, new filters that you could use to take pictures. So all you guys, you can stop right now and try it and check out the filters that you can get. And l- let us know which of those filters you like the best. Yeah. I have my own personal favorite, but I'll say that for you. <laughs> but, but basically what happens if you do that is that it sends a selfie immediately to the person whose uh, text box you opened. And so... Jimmy Kimmel, this happened to Jimmy Kimmel, and he ended up sending a, a bad selfie to uh, Will Arnett and then proceeded to do this to a bunch of people afterwards. And he, he ended up getting someone like on the toilet who was uh, apparently check, uh, you know, checking his just uh, <laughs> on the toilet. And so I thought that was actually a pretty good one. Um, it's a pretty ingenious prank, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, so this is like a feature that they introduced, I believe, in iOS 8. It's like, you know, you're able to take quick pictures and then send it to your friend or like quick voice memos and send it to your friend, right? Yeah, one one um, touch or just holding the button down and then swiping it and letting go and it'll send either voice or a picture. Yeah, kind of like in response to like a Snapchat or something like that. Um, but I, I personally don't ever use that. I mean, I maybe used it a couple of times and I, apparently most people aren't familiar with it because otherwise this prank wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never used either of those voice messages or um, the, the quick picture thing. So, yeah, it's pretty funny, though. We'll, we'll definitely put a link in the show notes, but I thought that was a, a really good one. It, it was funny because they so I think that episode uh, premiered on the first and I think it went viral kind of on the second. So on the second and third, I got probably four or five of my friends try to pull that prank <laughs> on me. Um, and I, I'd already seen it. So what I did was that I downloaded a, a, a naked black guy on my phone. And <laughs> 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 I just texted that picture and most people realized that it, that it wasn't me, but a few people thought that it was me, even though it looks nothing what? like it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why are you naked right now? <laughs> That's awesome. Which, which is kind of hilarious. So. 
Nicely done. <laughs> but full disclosure, you actually were naked too. You just happened to send in the picture that wasn't of you, right? Right. I mean, I, I just don't like to wear clothes in general. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Very limiting. <laughs> did, did any of you guys uh, pl- pl- uh, pl- uh, play any or have any uh, April Fool's jokes play on you guys? No, I, I managed to avoid everything. Yeah, no, none, none here. Uh, no whimsy in your life. Nope. Nope. No time for Jason. Yeah, he's, he's too busy with all his Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, Walking Dead was like, just kidding, we're not done with the season. And uh, that was the worst April Fool's joke. Uh, let's see, what else is there? Oh, Full House. Yeah. I know Mike wants to talk about this. We did it, guys. No, we didn't do it. Did, did, you, guys pre- did you guys predict this one too? No, we, we did not. Uh, we should just name every show, though. Yeah. yeah. I can't that Fresh Prince of Air uh, remake to come. <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah. one. Uh, well, so the news is that uh, Netflix is bringing back Full House with uh, DJ and Kimmy, right? And it's going to be called Fuller House, <laughs> which is uh, a good name. That's <laughs> it's like Faster and Furiouser. Yeah. Faster and Furiouser. Yeah. Or Fastest and Furiousest. <laughs> but um, yeah, what do you guys think? You going to watch it? I thought I would watch. So did you guys remember when the uh, Girl Meets World uh, came out? And it was, you know, which is a, basically a spinoff of Boy Meets yeah. World. Right. Yeah, it's on like Nickelodeon out? and it's been out for like months now. Yeah. So I, I felt the same way. I was like kind of really excited because I, I watched Boy Meets World growing up and I'm like, oh, I'll totally watch that. And I didn't watch a single episode. So I kind of feel the same way about this Fuller House where I feel like in theory I'm excited about it, but I'm never actually going to watch it. Uh, I can tell you didn't watch it because it's actually on <laughs> Disney, not Nickelodeon. And I have watched it. Um, so, <laughs> so I will watch Fuller House. Is this, is it just Kimmy and DJ, or like are other people on board? I too? think John Stamos has like some kind of stake yeah. in Fuller. And apparently, House, so um, you know, uh, Bob Saget and okay. uh, whoever the other guy, and Dave Coulier, they, Dave Coulier, they agreed to do uh, guest spots, so they're gonna you know make cameo yeah. appearances and things like that. Is it gonna be like a mod? Like you know, like uh, I wonder what they're gonna do. I don't know. Did they say when it's coming out? Well, I don't think it's actually. Uh, is it confirmed? Is this rumored? Is it... So Netflix basically said that they're close to closing in on the deal. I don't think they signed the okay. paperwork yet, but it's it's almost a done deal, basically. So I mean, do you think that leaked just to gauge if they should actually close the deal? I, I, I don't know. That's a good point. I I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and I think they they've been kind of leaking stuff for a while. They had like um, Bob Saget and John Stamos met at a you know known paparazzi filled restaurant in LA to intentionally get yeah. photographed and and you know so I think they've been kind of taking the temperature for a while now so mm-hmm. and they did they they did a reunion on something right was it a commercial I, I think they did one on Jimmy did they do it on like Jimmy Kimmel yeah. or something like that or uh what's the other Jimmy guy Jimmy Fallon I feel like reunited uh, Jimmy Fallon right, 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 he also right, did the Saved by the Bell yeah. one right yeah that one was great do you guys think they're going to bring back Saved by the Bell I don't think so. Should we just call it now? No, we shouldn't call it now. No, I think that would be a mistake. Charles in charge. <laughs> what? What else did you guys uh, watch? What, what family matters. Family oh, matters. Yeah, yeah. Hanging with Mr. <laughs> Cooper. Oh yeah, I like that. Perfect strangers. Oh yeah, perfect. Bring strangers. back Balky, man. That's hashtag bring back Balky. Well, they're <laughs> BBB. They have that, right? They have like an odd couple show now with uh with Matthew Perry, right? Oh yeah, it looks yeah, terrible, yeah. but. It does look bad. Um, well, what else is coming back? Well, I, I did. I saw this just at the end of this, you like the Yahoo article about Full House, but Coach is coming back. Oh yeah, I didn't. I, didn't know I, that I think it's time they bring back Cheers. I feel like that could actually work. You think they'd ever bring back Friends? No, right? I mean, isn't Friends what like is? half of the TV shows that are on the air right now? It's like are, a group <laughs> yeah, of white true. people who sit around a, a certain location, whether it's a bar, a 
coffee shop and <laughs> and have like interpersonal relationships. Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else would come. I back. mean, they did Seinfeld kind of in Curb, right? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was really good. Lost. Lost. Every time yeah. Jason and I have fond memories of uh of coming over to watch Lost. So not one week yeah, goes true. by where Lost is not mentioned. <laughs> I know we got to go back. Okay. <laughs> Made the joke there it again. Is. The obligatory. We gotta go back. <laughs> uh, Matthew Fox. He, he needs work, right? Isn't he like on, like in prison or something? Yeah, Speed Racer just didn't really like get his movie career going. Wait, what? What happened? He got arrested for like bar fighting and and all this stuff. He like lives in some shed in like Seattle or something like that. He's basically like the Matthew Fox, the Jack after they come back. Yeah. <laughs> How many people do you think yell yell at him? He's like, we got to go back. That's probably like, why he's like holed up in a shed somewhere. <laughs> like, I never heard that one before. Right? Like, <laughs> Party of five. They can bring that back and he can still work. Oh, that's true. Um, so they're, they're bringing Coach back. I've seen a couple of episodes of that when I was a kid. but Yeah, I, it was never like, oh, man, I, I, I want to watch Coach. Yeah. Head of the class. Do you guys remember that one? I don't remember that one. I'm hoping they bring the old cartoons along with DuckTales that you guys discussed. Like, hopefully Gargoyles comes back. Uh, Pinky and the Brain. I was never a big Gargoyles uh, fan. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, Pinky and the Brain would be good, or like Animaniacs. Yeah, Animaniacs. That would be good. I didn't realize like all the adult humor in Animaniacs till like I, I saw some clips online, and there's so many like penis jokes and sex jokes in there. Yeah, we, we missed so much as as a kid. You could really like rewatch some of these. I I was hoping they'd bring back Doug. I really loved Doug. Um, you guys didn't watch Doug? No. No, I didn't no. So they they had it on Nickelodeon, and then it got like uh, it got moved to ABC. But like I don't know, Doug went through puberty, or the voice, the, the main guy's voice changed. It, just, <laughs> it wasn't the same. Like it was so different. So I don't know if they bring back Doug. I want like original Doug. Jason, did you say you didn't have cable till like high school or something? High school. I didn't have cable till college. Yeah. So I, I. Yeah, I missed that on a lot of. Those yeah, I, I never. Like, I remember going to college and people talking about TRL, and I was like. What's TRL? <laughs> and they said Total Request Live, as if that was going to help me. <laughs> yeah. And I know. I, no, I knew what TRL was. I just didn't watch. I, it. I didn't know what any of these MTV or Nickelodeon shows were until I went to college. I feel <laughs> like I missed out on such such an integral part of my childhood. Well, I don't know. I don't know what we can predict, but I, I'm pretty sure that something will come come back next week. Yes. We should we should get a little uh, pool going where we all. Yeah, like uh, bingo. Exactly. We all bat on which one, and uh, that person can be the moderator for the next. Uh... <laughs> Pretty high stakes. Wait, is, I'm in. Is, is this a punishment or is this a uh, like? I'm not sure if this is a reward or a punishment. All right. Well, I mean, is there anything? Oh, actually, one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, so April Fool's joke. Uh, Reddit posted this uh, subreddit called the Button, and uh, I guess basically what it is is like they created this one button at the top of the page, right? And only people that have Reddit user accounts that uh, that were created prior to April 1st of 2015 are able to push this button. But they're only allowed to push it one time, right? And there's a countdown timer that's right next to it. And it countdowns like it, it counts down like 60 seconds, I think. And every time someone in the world pushes the button, the timer resets to 60 seconds, right? And as far as I know, it, it hasn't reached zero yet. Right. I feel like when I've watched it, it's never really gone below like fifty-eight seconds. No, I've seen it go down to like forty-eight seconds. Oh wow! But it, it never, it never gets close. And so, I mean, eventually it will hit like you know zero seconds because, um, you know, there's going to be a, there's a finite number of accounts that could do this, right? right? 
but uh, it, it's not even close right now. And I, I wonder, like, I wonder what will even happen once uh, once it gets to zero seconds. It'll probably be something stupid, like it'll just say April Fools or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like thirty years later. Well, imagine if it's like something really cool that was like, all right, if it hits zero seconds, then this, you know, like within like a day, then you guys would have gotten this, right? But like, if it's within a week, then you guys get this, and if it's, and then we're like, you know, after the fact, you're kind of like, damn, you guys, like, why were you hitting this button so many times? Like, we could have all got something cool, but like, we didn't. Reddit gold. Yeah, like I mean, even if it's like Reddit gold for everyone or something like that, right? Which I, I mean, it's not that cool, I guess, but um, I wonder what it'll be. I, I, hopefully, it's something. This is kind of like the button in Lost, right? <laughs> Hopefully, it has like a like a more meaningful end than the button in Lost. But um, I don't know. It's interesting because I thought it was interesting. Maybe they didn't have something initially, but now that it's going on for so long, they're like going to create something. Like, hey guys, if you would have, everything yeah, yeah. A new <laughs> million dollars for everyone. If you had to, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, when do you think this button will get to zero? Do you think it'll be this month, this year, this decade? What are we talking about here? Uh, yeah, I would say I would say probably at least a month. Yeah, definitely this year. You think it'll run out this year? Yeah, w- within within the year, I would say. Yeah, I would be surprised if it was by like next July first, and um, and and it was still going. Well, or April. How many Reddit users do you think are in this group? Right. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a bunch. I mean, pretty much everyone before Reddit that day, and there's a ton of people on Reddit. Right, because. If it's sixty, you know, if it's sixty seconds in in sixty minutes, that means like you have to relatively in a day there has to be like a hundred thousand users in order for it to last a day, right? Okay, well, so I'm looking at it now, and um, so they give you a counter of how many people have hit the button because this counter is going up uh, by one, and they're at five hundred eighty-two thousand four hundred thirty-seven have hit the button. I don't know that they tell you how many user accounts are eligible to hit the button. Um, I would imagine it's millions and millions, but um, most people either like say they're dormant accounts that they don't use Reddit anymore, or they haven't heard of this, and you know, so not everyone knows about it. But they've gotten five hundred eighty-two thousand, now four hundred forty-two people to hit the button. Right. So if you figure there's like maybe five million people, right, then it's gonna only last maybe you know a month at the most. No, yeah, that's so, true. We'll see. Hopefully, we can follow up on it soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, should I hit the button? Save it, Jason. Save it. I, I saw like because you can actually post in the subreddit, and someone was like, "I'm selling my button click." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone actually is going to buy it, but like selling uh, it for Reddit gold. Uh, I don't know what they were selling it for, but like if for people that want to buy it, you can then log into his account and then uh, click the button. Although once you log into his account, I wonder how he would yeah. then. Um, I guess he can let you click it within five minutes and then reset the account or something. Unless you reset the account first. No, no, but, the, oh, you can change the email address <laughs> and reset the account? <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know how they would and do And then that. post a bunch of racist stuff using it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your account back. <laughs> so do you guys have uh, predictions for the uh, the two games today? The Wisconsin versus Kentucky and uh, Duke versus uh, Michigan State? I'm going to go with... Uh, Michigan State and Kentucky. Really? The seventh seed. Interesting. Yeah. Mike, predictions? I think Michigan State can do it. And I was also going to... I have Kentucky, so got to go Kentucky. Uh, well, are you guys rooting for Kentucky? I am, actually. 
You are. I am because I feel like I want to see 40-0 because I want to be, you know, if, if I'm not rooting for a true underdog and I don't consider Michigan State a true underdog, I would rather, like, hope for greatness. So I don't like Kobe, for example, but if he's having an 81-point game, I'm going to watch that. And I'm kind of rooting for him to, you know, have a kind of crazy game like that. Um, so because I don't have a rooting interest, uh, because my uh, UC Irvine Anteaters were eliminated <laughs> in the first round against Louisville. A tough uh, break. It was two points, and that was a foul. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but so I, I want to see, you know, the, the greatness of Kentucky uh, win it all. So. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because if you think about it, Duke has eight McDonald's All-Americans compared to Kentucky's nine McDonald's All-Americans. So it's not like they're some schlub team, but everyone's treating them like they're a huge underdog in this, which I think is interesting. So So you're going with Duke? I'm going with Duke, uh, Kentucky, and then I think Duke's going to upset Kentucky in the, in the... Wow. Yes, even though I have Kentucky in my bracket. So I was, Yeah, I was really rooting for Notre Dame, even though I don't really like Notre Dame. But I just wanted to... So I have nothing against Kentucky, but like I just kind of it's it's tough to root for them. I think, like I don't hate them, but like it's just not it's not a feel good story, right? I thought Notre Dame would have been a better story. Yeah, they would have been, but yeah, at this point, it's kind of like they're thirty eight and no. Don't you want to see? I kind of want, I I think it's the same thing that Arnav was saying, you know? Be- yeah, well, plus like the other teams, right? Like Wisconsin, and uh, there's no yeah. like real feel good story there. It's not like there's like a Butler. Yeah. Or something where you're like, yeah, how cool would it be if like, you know, Butler comes in and wins the whole thing and beats Kentucky, right? Yeah. Uh, like, no one's going to be like, well, how cool was it that Duke beat Kentucky, right? Like, nobody would say that. So, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. If there was a George Mason, like a, you know, a 12 yeah, seed, right. then I would definitely be rooting for them over Kentucky. But at this point, I kind of want to see the 40-0. I want to I want to be like, oh, yeah, you know, years from now being like, how would this team match up against that great 40-0 Kentucky team or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, Mike, want to uh, tell everyone where they can find us? Sure. You can follow us at For the Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we're at ForThePodcast.com. Uh, you can uh, help sponsor us, I guess. Oh, yeah. So we have a support page. Go to ForThePodcast.com. There's a support tab, and then it's just a Amazon search box. And when you um, search through that box and you buy something, uh, we get like, you know, we get like 1% or 2% back or something. I don't know. Some small percentage back. But it costs you the same. So get those buttons and buy stuff through our account, through our link. You guys get Reddit Gold. <laughs> Reddit Gold for Reddit everyone. Gold costs money. Yeah. Reddit Gold, it's not cheap. I don't think. Well, it's, it might be cheap, but it's not, uh, it's not free. Yep. So Arnab, thank you for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. You're a great yeah. boy replacement. Yeah. Hope you had fun. I don't know. Uh, this is your first podcast? First podcast. Imagine. And I know no one can truly replace Moy, but I'm, I'm, I had fun. So that was cool. Oh, wow. I oh, see. Coming back at the <laughs> end. Good job. <laughs> see what I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> Little do you know, she doesn't listen anyway, so um, she's not going to know. If she way. listens to any part, it would just be the beginning where she hears you insulting <laughs> yeah. her. <laughs> it's like, no, I swear, I made up for it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully uh, we'll have you on another time. It was awesome. Cool. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.